science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Ah! Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And I'm the barely awake Dave Sellers. Yes. Well, and there's good reasons. I mean, if you hear a sound in the background, it's probably snoring happening because he's falling asleep. <laughs> but... Yeah, you've been uh, burning the candle booth ends, Dave. I really have been. When are they? Uh, when are they giving you more help? <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully Wednesday, I should have at least one of my two that are out on medical back, which will uh, let me come in a little more decent time. But yeah. The other one, I'm not banking on. Right. Right. So, are they hiring? Oh, we're hiring. Yeah. You just got to get people to actually show up for an interview. There you go. There he goes. If you're looking for work, Penn Manor High School is hiring. 80-some interviews in the last six months, and we've hired two people. Yeah. That's the world we live in right now. Uh, apparently. Insane. Yep, apparently. Apparently. Well, how, how in the heck are you guys? I know that Dave's tired here, but, uh, I mean, how are things going for you guys other than the, other than the tiredness, Dave? Now that I'm here in the diner... All is well with the world. That's right. That's it always is. Come down for a bite to eat and a pint of ale, and we're good. Miles, how are things going for you? Good. I mean, a couple weeks ago, you and I just came off uh, a sci-fi convention, uh, Farpoint. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's two Star Trek shows on TV that hasn't been like this in almost 30 years. Uh, so, so Yeah. So you're living the dream, living the dream. Good times. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. it's been almost 30 years. Almost, yeah. Wow. I mean, you figure D Space Nine Voyager was the last time. Yeah. Maybe 25 years. Still. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a big chunk of time. Long time, long time. Mm-hmm. Feels like yesterday. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, it's great. Kiefer and I are batching it this week. My wife is in... Uh, is in is is living the dream in Mexico with uh, Miles, a mutual friend of ours, Jen uh, Jen King. Mm-hmm. It's been quite the adventure. So they got down there fine. They arrive at the hotel, and Jen realizes she has grabbed someone else's luggage. Whoops! So they have to go back to the airport, get the real luggage. They get back, everything's fine. But Chris is feeling sick. All right. <sighs> so the next day, she's still not feeling a hundred percent. But Jen has, you know, gotten. <clears throat> got an infection in her ear, had to go to the doctor for it. It was, she had gotten a pierce like a week prior, uh, the cartilage pierce and this infected it. And so she's, they're down in Cancun, right? So they literally, um, uh, go to the doctor with Jen and the doctor says, I'm putting you on antibiotics. There are two things that you can't do. They are at an all inclusive resort. What do you think they can't do? They can't, she can't go swimming. 
be one. Can't drink. drink. So she can't drink and she can't be out in the sun. She can't be out in the sun. So, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh God. for a week. So that's pretty much pretty much the time they're there. Um, now, so that that's not bad enough. Today, Jen, Jen, um, who by the way is not our Jen, but not is Jen, right? but is the is the Jen that Chrissy gets called for? It is actually related to the podcast here. Well, the, the the real Jen leaps over a I don't know she jumps somewhere and ends up what they think is fracturing her foot. Oh my god. <laughs> so they are three days into their vacation. And uh yes, they're having a rip foreign time. So she's taking it all in good stride. Uh Jen is. My wife is a little bit more like, oh, this is terrible. Uh ah, this is vacation. Uh, fine. But anyways. Oh, no. Yeah, so uh but Keith and I are doing fine. We watched two episodes, three episodes of Picard. Uh, he didn't remember finishing the first season, and uh, so we were watching that and uh, gearing up into bring him into the new season. So we're act- actually at the last two episodes, I believe, of Picard, so of season one. And of course, I watched the first two episodes. We'll talk about all three episodes tonight. That's fine. But um, I guess that kind of leads us into our sci-fi world, right? <laughs> so I can. Uh, yeah, so uh, my sci-fi world is um, I'm listening to Andy Circus read Two Towers. I finished um, Fellowship of the Ring. We watched The Atom Project, which is absolutely beautiful. A beautiful. Um, did you watch it, Dave? It's on my list. My wife actually just brought up watching it here tonight. It, 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 it came up. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good. Yeah. Um, good story uh it's absolutely ryan reynolds they they have a it's a time travel thing so miles you would love it um you you saw it already so like the young kid nails a young ryan reynolds absolutely don't you agree he's a smart mouth little jerk yeah yeah so that was pretty much him but it was great he just mirrored him and just captured him as great and uh the love story was great, and the father seeing the hawk show up—it was great. It was fun. The um, the main, the one baddie that Ryan Reynolds has to fight—the one Asian American actor—we uh, actually interviewed him for the podcast. He was a guest at Shore Leave a few years ago. Uh, Alex Malari. Oh, he uh, was oh, Alex yeah. Malari. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so um, I had a chance to talk to him. I. I I have listened to the interview again, but I, I swear he might have hinted that he might have been making a movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Was it, so, oh, that, maybe. Mm-hmm. The, the movie was good. I really enjoyed it. Well worth the watch. Yeah, yeah very. Yeah, it's very. You know, it wasn't just a time travel story for the sake of time travel. It was a good human story as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, some good emotional tear jerking moments in it. It was really good. Really enjoyed it. So watch that. That's probably the only movie I watched. I mean, obviously I watched uh, Picard. Um, Anyway, so that's kind of what's going on in my sci-fi world. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was monumental. Oh, I do got to tell you, Dave, that I have been cursing Miles' name for about a week now. I mean, it's (laughs) more than usual. He, He DMs me in Facebook. He says, here, drops a link, no description. And it's it happens to be this metal band 
um, from from Italy called Windrose and uh, singing the Gates of Ekron. So I play this song and 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 then I play it again and then I play it again and then I get into their YouTube channel. I've been listening to all their stuff. And so it literally has put me down a rabbit hole. And because of it, I have bought two other albums on vinyl. And uh, so he's making me spend money that I don't have. Thanks a lot. And, um, and uh, I am thoroughly enjoying this band, this folk metal band. And uh, I told Chris, I said it to Chris. I said, hey, I have my new band. And she didn't respond. I'm like, and so I talked to her. I said, you know, these guys are Italian. That makes them good, right? Um, <laughs> you know, you know, because they don't look at all Italian and it's just fantastic. They are, they are great. So, Miles, you got to drop me that link. Thank you and curse you. <laughs> Scott, the greatest gift I can give you is helping you discover some new music. Yes. And um, I thought he was going to help you part with money you don't that, have. Well, that, that too. That too. But um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the band is appreciative of your patronage. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So I got really I got their 2019 release, and then they have one coming up in June that I pre-ordered. So, and that's the one with the Geats of Ekron. So it's 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 music. The the new albums like music music surrounding Warhammer, and then the album before that is kind of focused on more like the Tolkien esque dwarves. Um, but it's really good stuff. And then I, of course, I mentioned it to our resident metal expert at school, which is Patrick Eichelberger, right? Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I heard of them. And so he goes, tell me about them. And uh, he says, and I have a few other fantasy metal bands that you should check out. I'm like, okay. Oh, no. So <laughs> um, uh, you'd be in trouble. I that saw one. that, Scott, and I thought, that's got to be right up your alley. It is. It is. And I, and then I kind of accused Patrick. I said, Patrick, why didn't you tell me about him before? He goes, Oh, I have a bunch more I can share with you if you're interested. <laughs> so, but it was, uh, great. And it's, and, and they're fun. And it's, um, I really, I, I enjoyed them. So, so yes, it's my sci fi world. But, so, Miles, Dave, I don't care. Take it away. Hey, go for it, Miles. You're prepped. All right. Well, so I am, like I said, I got, we got back from Farpoint. Uh, I'm, I, I also enjoyed the Adam project. I got my girlfriend to watch it with me. She liked it too. Cause it was, a, you know, told a good story. It wasn't just, you know, time travel for the sake of time travel. It was, um, you know, it had a good human story and, uh, uh, Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds too. Um, I'm still enjoying Superman and Lois and, um, enjoying, you know, obviously I'm enjoying Picard. I, I think this, this time they're firing on all cylinders. Um, I, I did enjoy the first season, but I think this will, this season will be even better. I'm enjoying Discovery. Uh, that's going to be wrapping up soon. I'm uh, also enjoying Resident Alien. Um, and I'm reading a Star Trek novel uh, by uh, David Merigliuk, um called The Challenge. So that's, uh, that's what I'm enjoying right now. Sounds good. Sounds good. Is it the second season of Resident Alien? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and, Dave. Uh, say, uh, Nathan Fillion, um, have you been watching it, Dave? What's that? Uh, Resident Alien. I started it, and then something else shiny caught my eye, and I haven't gone back to it yet. But the ones I have seen, I've, I've really enjoyed. Alan Tudyk's just hilarious. 
Well, speaking of uh, shiny, um, Nathan Fillion, um, you know, he, he, he plays a reoccurring character for a few episodes. Uh, but it's, not what, it's not what you think, though. Um, okay. It's even, you know, it's, it's even better because of the character he's playing. Um, oh, I can't wait now. So. Um, All right. So that's a that'll great be, show. That'll be my weekend binge. There you go. Yep. All right, uh, Dave, how about you? I did another rewatch with my wife this time of uh, Mandalorian season 2.5. I mean, Book of Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, second time around, was, it was just as good as the first, and she got into it and enjoyed it. She, she loved the Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, watch that. I finished watching that again. And then really, it's been looking forward to and then keeping up with Picard and finishing. Watch it. I watched the season finale of Discovery today. Yeah. Picard's great. I, I cannot wait till Thursdays now to watch that. Um, we're going to talk about that later on a little bit here, but uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely been a highlight there. Um, not too much else in sci-fi right now, I don't think. WWE 2K22 came out on PlayStation, so I've been <laughs> living on that for a while. Oh wow! Getting your aggression, getting your aggression out of that. It's it actually is. There's some therapy. There's some therapy in there. It's too bad Jen's not here to reinforce that belief I have. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's right. Wrong. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean that's been that's really been about it. Alrighty. Well, let's get into Picard then. Like, so we get, we get two episodes of Picard three now. And, you know, Dave, I know you and I talked in passing at school and miles. I don't think we talked about this, but you know, you get the first episode and of course everyone's waiting through this first episode for Q because I mean, that's really, that's really kind of where we're at. And they do a great buildup in the first episode, of course, of regret maybe dealing with regret and then Q shows up, but he's apparently not quite right. And, um, and then we're flung into this kind of alternate timeline Picard where we get to see a dark Picard and that's kind of the episodes. And then we have whatever happened in this last episode, which you guys can go ahead and tell me if you want. Um, so this is kind of it. So Miles, I know you said, and Dave, you've hinted at that you are really enjoying this season of Picard. What is it about season two of Picard that you feel is outshining season one? Well, I noticed from the first episode that I felt like it really embraced where it came from. I felt like the first season almost tried to distance itself in some ways, just um, by kind of the tone, the aesthetics, um, you know, Picard's relationships with some of the characters. Uh, I noticed in this one, like, like we get the star, you know, we get a new Stargazer, and it, you know, kind of looks a little resembles the old Stargazer, and, and it was, and all, all that was on purpose, but I just felt like. This felt like a ship in the TNG area, era. I mean, um, I mean, it had Akuta grams. I mean, I think you know Akuta was consulted. 
Uh, I'm, maybe Doug Drexler had some hand in it, but it just felt like this would be, you know, this was a starship from a universe that we were very familiar with and know and loved, but more up to date. It's it it, it it was a good balance of, you know, what we what we loved before, but also updating it some. Um, it's all about the L cars, baby. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, you know, I mean, Star Trek Next Generation, for many people, it's like comfort food. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what you would call the first season of Picard. But, uh, um, but and it's still, you know, our characters weren't necessarily, our, our characters that seem to have um, been elevated. I mean, uh, Picard, Picard is back in Starfleet. He's the, uh, he's the chance, he's the chancellor of the Academy. Um, uh Rafi is serving on a starship again. I'm not sure what her exact role is, uh, first officer or whatever, but I mean, she, you know, she's a commander. Uh, Rios, he's the captain of, of, of the Stargazer. So our, our, our heroes are doing pretty good here. Um, and, but, but what also took the, the first episode, I guess we get some more insights into Picard's life that we didn't get in, in next generation. And, um, you know, his, his parents didn't have the best relationship and maybe that was what scared Picard off to, you know, maybe meeting somebody and, and, and kind of staying in a committed relationship and, you know, marrying and settling down. Uh, maybe that, maybe that, maybe because of his parents relationship, maybe that might've had something to do with Picard, not, you know, meeting, not, not being with somebody long-term, um, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Q, yeah, Q is interesting. I liked, I, I liked how they, they, they addressed his aging. He just said, Oh, Picard, you have aged here. Let me catch up snap. And, uh, you know, I thought the CGI was pretty good of making Q look young and then making him look as, you know, his normal, what is, what his age really is. And that's how they addressed it. It works. I don't care. Um, it's fine, and, right. you know. I, I, I'm on board. Just, I'm on board. Just tell me the rest of the story now. I'm I'm I'm, right, you know, I'm along right. for the ride. Um, and you know they're again they're embracing the past of 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 Star Trek. I mean, even when they go, even when they go to this altered timeline, you know, Picard has this skull trophy room of um, you know, of his enemies. Um. And it's famous people from past series. Um, so I'm going to stop there, Dave. I don't want to, you know, steal any thunder from you. Um, no, no, you're, you're good. Uh, the, uh, but, but you're right. This one does set itself. The, the first season. Now. I'm able to look at as a, a transition piece between Nemesis and and season two of Picard, you, you knew the the death of Data. You could tell you you, t- you could tell at the end of Nemesis, you know, affected him, and him still trying to get past that and deal with that. And I think that was a big stepping stone for him, but to get him to that point. But season two, yeah, and, and you're right. Everybody's he's back in the fold. You know, Rafi's back there, back in, in, in the fleet. 
and things are are rolling. You're like, okay, okay, now 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 we're back to back to normal, back to what's good. Um, I do have a bit of an issue with what you were saying there about him possibly have you know his his commitment issues being and, and the way they hinted at it being linked to his parents not having a good relationship Th- that bothered me because that changes a lot of the character for me in in a in a different way i've always looked at picard as i i am the the quintessential officer the quintess the captain the one who's placing duty and my responsibilities above my own personal well-being my own personal interest to water that down to i can't because i've got almost a century old mommy and daddy issues well to me is a little bit deflating yeah but hey i let it let it marinate with me a little bit more, yeah. but right off the bat, that was kind of you know you took the, 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 this guy this this stoic heroic guy who and, and kind of maybe dwindled it down a little bit for me. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, we'll I, see. Think, I think for me, Dave, that it does kind of make sense only because if it's his personal life that he's unwilling to face. He's going to shroud that. He's going to bury it in his work and he's going to be the most excellent person he can be. So what is his one failure in life? His inability to make a personal relationship and a personal commitment last. It doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean he's not committed to his crew or he's committed to Starfleet or the ideals of it. It just means that when you get to the personal stuff, you, you, I mean, there's plenty of evidence, even in our real world of people that can, you know, have, beautiful jobs, careers, and are excellent at what they do, and their personal lives are kind of failures, right? Exactly. And, that, and that's kind of even to my point, where I, I looking at him from growing up and, and even into my adulthood, that was who he was because that was who he was. There was, there was no other needed reason, no, no right. lingering trauma or... or or distress or experience. So he joined, he believed, he, he believed in the ideals just because the ideals were good. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. And, and that, that was to me what made him who he was to me. Yeah. To well, me. no, I, and I, I, I get yeah. that, that, that totally yeah. makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Right. Uh, and there is, there is a, a sense of properness and, idealness that you certainly have it i'm not sure that understanding a backstory for me as to why he might have been this way um is explaining is explaining anything other than the fact that why has he been a bachelor as or has had only romantic flings over time right and 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 honestly it's probably not going to be for me. Right. It's just my contentious Trek fanniness that just. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I hear that, Dave. I see be, that, Dave. You know. I see that, Dave. But yeah. uh, at least JJ didn't write it for him. Right. So well, good. it could be Deanna Troy's mom could be his, uh, his love interest. Oh, how funny would that wind up being? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they would have to. She's not alive anymore. So they'd have to. No, she's not. she's not. She's <laughs> not. I will say this. The whole. 
you know, Laris kind of, you know, the, the, the one Romulan woman, her husband's dead now, kind of throwing herself at him, you know, just, uh, you know, it just seems like, well, this is a little abrupt. Yeah. Um, um, that did kind of come uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yes, but, I mean, Picard, entire, the entire last season, was a champion for the Romulans. I mean, it makes sense right. that there are, and the people that are working for him are not treated as slaves. They're, they're paid and hired thing. They're, they're, there's a dignity to them. And there's yes. a has to, and for what he did for them it has to be mad respect. And so it, it makes sense that she, at the very least would kind of idolize or have this crush on Picard. Well, I just uh, finished. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I was going to say that. So there's, there's really two questions that I'm waiting to get answers for. Tell me. First David. one is Q reference this alternate timeline as the road not taken right but we, but we find that the only divergence of that timeline was in 2024 right so how is that related to picard and his road not traveled that, 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 that's still the mystery to me. And it, with anything with Q, because I love Q, there's some twisted little thing with it, which is going to be great. And the other one for me is what's up with Q? Right. He displayed aggression and anger and hostility in a way he's never expressed before. So something something's up there. And even Picard hinted at it. So that's going to be a interesting thing like what's going to trouble an omnipotent being to that level so it, it's 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 an exciting exciting adventure here for me right right and really how much money were they able to save in set design and all that and and, and all the graphic effects by going back to modern time right now <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> that's brilliant so did they actually go back to 2024 in the third episode yes okay good so where are they at? Like what area? Los Angeles. Well, yeah. I think the, the, the ship, when Picard crashed the ship, he said, I'm going to, you know, he, he said he was going to take him home. So was it his home in France that he think he crashed the ship and then beamed seven Rafi and uh, Rios to Los Angeles? Maybe. He said home. And I was like, well, the only, I mean, I'm guessing his his home or is it home to planet earth well they were going to crash on earth regardless it's just it's just a question of where yeah so hey, we'll that, find out yeah we'll find out sure we'll find what out. and here's another thing that what i'm liking is probably somebody said we got to find a way for picard to team up with the board queen how do we do that because it's so crazy and outlandish uh-huh. We have to figure out a way to make it possible. Picard, one of Picard's greatest enemies, and he he ha he needs her, and he has. They have to work together. So I like that they, you know, it. This is such an extreme where you. This is you know your your worst enemy here, but to save to save everything, you have to work together. Uh-huh. So that yeah. that was that was interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And it, but but honestly, the, the real one of the real tragedies to me right now with Trek is I watched this episode, 
like I have the last two. And then I watched the newest episode of Discovery after that. And the, it does not hold a candle. I, I'm bored out of my mind watching Discovery mm-hmm. compared to this. It's like, maybe I should have watched them the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it's amazing that the two different, the completely different um, just way they, they, they come off is... is Amazing, amazing, but just. So you're not enjoying Discovery as much. Safe to say, this season to me was a snore fest. I, 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 I don't know why I could not get into it. I couldn't. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would. I don't know. Just me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, nothing I can even pinpoint. But are you watching Discovery at all, Scott? I have not. I have not watched. Like, I finished season three um, and enjoyed it and didn't pick up season four yet. So. Yeah. But I'm just another one of millions of contentious Trekkies. You are, apparently. <laughs> well, you know, and again, there was something, I think the reason that Picard, for me, for me, resonates so well, is there is this nostalgia factor. You know, yeah. you, you can't go beyond that. You're dealing with characters in a created universe, and the, the, the ancillary characters they've kind of brought in are this motley crew of people with different personalities that are very dynamic. Um, And I'm thinking about this watching the first season. Like, there's no way that the crew on the Enterprise (laughs) would have, this would would have been Picard's crew in Next Generation. But in Picard, this crew makes sense and makes it interesting because we know this Picard we followed for seven years. Um, and now we see that same Picard thrown with people that he would have never shipped out with. Yeah. And, and so we have this Picard happening and then we run into old friends like seven of nine and then Neil and Q and, you know, and there's just, and then and Riker and Troy, I mean, and there's just, and, and Data, like there's just a ton, there's all these people that are coming along for the ride that have been part of Picard's life, and of course they're going to show up because there are people running around that universe. And so for me, like, like all this, the story's good, but part of what makes the story so compelling is we have such a great connection, and it's so grounded in the Star Trek world that we kind of know. But. Yep. Yep. And if I could go back, if I could, if I had the money to do it, I would redesign my entire basement right now as Picard's office in the alternate timeline. (laughs) That, oh gosh, we were talking about that today. It's like, I just prop, 
phaser rifles all over the wall. Oh, yeah. That would just be so freaking cool. The skulls <laughs> of all your enemies in the background. Yes. <laughs> yes. God. Ah, how wicked was that? That is just. Well, Scott, you said something interesting about the characters that Picard's running around with now. Uh, for whatever reason, Q has made it that these people remember the original timeline. Right. So when they wake up, it's just like, what the heck's going on? And Seven's like, I'm the president of Earth. And, you know, Rafi and uh, uh, Rios are still serving in Starfleet, even though it's e- evil Starfleet. And um, Gerardi is, she's still a scientist. I mean, she's the one poking around the board queen and, and poor, poor Elnor is, uh, you know, running for his life. Cause uh, you know, they're trying to exterminate and get rid of all aliens, but all these, you know, the Motley crew that Picard's running with, they, for whatever reason, Q has preserved their memories of the original timeline their, and the original life. So I, I think that's one way maybe P- Q is, helped Picard in this way is just so he has he has his help with him you're saying why is why is this happening you know Dave you're saying well what's Q doing here and uh, you know um, is this all Q's doing I don't think I don't think it's all Q's doing so that's you know Q's trying to fix things and so the only you know he's going to the one person he know who couldn't probably who might be able to fix things because he's fixed it before yeah, it'll be. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, we're certainly we're certainly looking forward to it. The, only, the one disappointment I do have with the alternate timeline is that they didn't give Picard a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Every evil timeline, you got to have a goatee. Oh, uh, well, maybe uh, goatees are out of vogue. It's not a mere universe. It's an altered. It's, it's an altered, altered timeline. Yeah, it's an yeah. So this is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. But, but yeah, well, it's we'll great see. so far. I mean, very good. Well, any other comment on um, on uh, on Picard? Just that I'm loving it so far. Good. Well, I can't wait to see. I watched the third episode yet, so I'm looking forward to it after what you guys said. So, yeah, we kept it pretty spoiler free. You did indeed. So, um, so let's talk uh, beyond this. Uh, we not only had the card drop, but we had an Obi Wan trailer drop. So I'm not going to play it right here, but I might drop it in the show. But let's talk a little bit about watching the Obi Wan trailer. We have a couple minutes here before we bring on our interview. I'm super excited about that too. I was I, I when I first heard Kenobi being a show, you know, I wasn't that jazzed about it, but. Um, I trust Disney. I mean, they didn't let me down with uh, the Mandalorian or uh, the book of Boba Fett. So um, I'm, I'm all I'm along for this ride. Also mm-hmm. Jedi hunters. Oh, they're back. <laughs> It'd be so awesome. I mean, they're obviously making good use of characters from the animated star Wars series. Yes, they are. And yes, the live they action. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's 
It would be nice to see because I mean, it's this is one of those shows that is certainly going to be a limited run. You know, you can't make too many seasons of it because there was a limited time, right, in the universe there. But I think it filled the gaps in between. Yeah, what he's been doing all that time. Yeah, it, it's. I'm excited for that. Yeah, well, me too. It's a. It just looks like. Okay, I know we're back in Tatooine again. And I know that we have to get off of Tatooine, but it looks like at least part of this is going to be in Coruscant. Hmm. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Or somewhere else, anyway. Yeah, definitely. Definitely there. Um, so, yeah. Well, so let's. Uh, um, any other thoughts about, uh, about it, about the show, or about what we're looking forward to in it? So was Darth Vader in the trailer? I think he was. Uh-uh. He wasn't. I did see I he's image. In the new trailer. He's in the new trailer. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, okay. So I'm looking for. I do have to watch that one yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing. A, I am looking forward to seeing Hayden Christensen back. A little bit. Well, you saw, you know, Kenobi looking, you know. We see, we see, a, we see a young Luke as a, as, as a little boy, you know, is uh, you know playing with his uncle Owen. So we'll we'll see Kenobi kind of standing guard and making sure Luke is safe. Yep. Yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yep. um, we're about ready to go into our interview here. Dave, are you going to jet here? Yes, I am. All right, then Miles will be I you and I talking. Miles, and you have questions for this, right? I came up with some questions. Uh, we can always ask more or, you know, ask something else, but just get, just to get us uh, going. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. Hey, it was great chatting with you tonight, and uh, I won't see you at school tomorrow. Have a good three-day weekend here. Get some, I get some rest. I hopefully plan to. <laughs> I can you, Dave. Dead. Yep, you too, guys. Have a good night. All right, take care. Bye.